Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to today's episode of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. In our last conversation, we spoke with KSL News Radio's Mary Richards. We talked about some of the hand washing techniques, some of the new things we've learned over the past few days that uh, maybe if you don't need to, don't try making your own hand sanitizer. Uh, there are some good and effective tips uh, that you can use to keep your own hands clean. Focus on your fingertips, focus on your knuckles, you know, where the uh, the skin gets a little bit of, a little wrinkly. Uh, you can get germs uh, stuck in there. So be uh, extra mindful when you're washing your hands. Focus on your uh, fingernails, fingertips, your knuckles in between there. And Practice good general hygiene, and uh, that will go a long way to safeguard ourselves from uh, not only what we're facing now in this coronavirus, but anything, just good uh, uh, good habits. Now, there have been some developments over the past little while regarding uh, the coronavirus in California, namely a state of emergency has been declared by the governor out there. ABC's Alex Stone has this quick report. This is Alex Stone in California, where a state of emergency has been declared statewide. There are now over 50 confirmed coronavirus cases in California, one death and 9,400 people being watched for signs of the virus. Governor Gavin Newsom implementing price gouging rules to prevent extreme prices on things like hand sanitizer. During that declaration, the governor made this statement. The proclamation is to serve to help advance our resources, to uh, loosen up our regulatory environment, to provide some clarity in terms of jurisdiction and uh, oversight capacity as it relates to the access and utilization of state properties. You heard the governor say there that this declaration helps free up some resources and make some of their capabilities a a little more nimble. We're going to get back to that point in just a moment. Before we do, though, uh, here again is the governor of California uh, giving a sense of how folks have been impacted thus far by the virus in the state. That number as of today is 53. I'll remind you that includes 24 individuals that were repatriated in the state of California, 29 individuals uh, that have subsequently been tested positive. This morning, for about an hour, I spent uh, my time upstairs here at KSL Broadcast House. Uh, KSL Television has undertaken a, uh, an incredible effort by bringing officials and experts from around the state together to make sure that our reporting here on the radio, on television, and our sister publication here, the Deseret News, that we are bringing folks absolutely accurate uh, and helpful and useful information. There are so many reasons to do that. Fundamentally, we need to be right. This is one way to do it. Uh, And then, of course, special to this circumstance, the information that we share could have an impact on your health, the health of your family, the health of your workplace, and those who live with you and alongside you in the community. 
participating in this roundtable today, the lieutenant governor of the state of Utah, Spencer Cox, he, uh, following the pattern of President Trump by appointing uh, Vice President Pence, he, by Spencer Cox, that is, by the governor has been appointed head of the Utah Coronavirus Task Force. Uh, In addition to hearing from the lieutenant governor, we also heard from Dr. Angela Dunn, who's been on these airwaves. She is the state epidemiologist with the Utah Department of Health, an absolute expert. She has the scientific understanding, uh, which was wonderfully refreshing to hear uh, up during this uh, event today. As well, Joe Doherty, who's the Utah Department of Public Safety spokesman, he had great information, uh, particularly about the issue of the declaration of a state of emergency. There were some representatives up there from KSL Television asking questions. Uh, one of those experts joins me here in studio, Jed Bull. Uh, thank you for making some time for us. How are you, sir? You bet. Doing well. Let me say this. As I've come back here to KSL News Radio to host this new show here, uh, we've got cubicles the way we work here in the in the newsroom. And, and Jed and I, uh, our cubicles are kitty-cornered to one another. And it's been an absolute treat since I come back uh, to, to pick up where we left off, uh, talking about the stories of the day. And it's been uh, a treat for me uh, to be exposed to your mind, the way you think, the way you approach these stories, and, and also helping me ask uh, the right kind of questions, which you did uh, up today as we met with these uh, officials. What was the biggest thing that struck you today that we learned while speaking to these officials and experts here? I think that when we had all of those people in the room, the thing that struck me the most was that there was definitely a sense of seriousness about this issue, but also a sense of calm. And I think that a lot of that comes from the collaborative efforts that we've seen in so many other times here in our state where agencies are used to already working with each other and having each other's backs and helping each other out. So that when we have an important issue like this that comes to the forefront, that those agencies are already working with each other. And this is a time when they need to be able to make quick, accurate decisions and act nimbly. And so I think the thing that really struck me the most was the seriousness, the preparedness that they've already taken, but also this sense of calm. And that's important for us also to relay to the community. And that's really the reason that uh, our news director at KSL Television wanted to bring all of these people together into the room so that we can stay connected with them and share the information that they're bringing to us with our viewers and our listeners throughout this. In the scope of this collection of individuals, it goes beyond, I think, the, the, the things that we or the people and departments that we would think of normally. There were uh, representatives from the Labor Commission. Now, now, what is labor? Where do they fit into this? And it was a fascinating point, and it is a call to both employers and employees. Uh, Eric Olson with the Utah Labor Division or Commission up there, he told us that employers ought to review or create leave policies. Uh, and employees ought to be up to speed on what those policies are. It was important uh, to the Labor Commission that uh, these employers uh, be mindful of uh, some of the fears that folks might might uh, hold uh, with this, you know, in the face of this uh, coronavirus. And so that, it was fascinating, uh, not only the you know, lieutenant governor who's spearheading this task force, the epidemiologist who, of course, has a central role in all of this as the state uh, responds, but also folks like uh, Carolyn Gano with the Utah Transit Authority talking about the different uh, measures that uh, f- are being taken on tracks and front runner to keep folks safe. Uh, they've uh, upped the potency of the disinfectant that they're using on the trains. Right, right. Well, and, and I think that one of the things that, um, that was brought out from the interest of the Labor Commission is that in the event that 
we people do start getting sick in our community, and and we now believe that that is inevitable. But uh, it's important that we don't come into conflict with our employers, and that employers are ready for this. We've been telling people, if you're sick, stay home. Uh, for many of us who have good leave and sick policies, that's an easy decision to make. For so many in our community, that is not an easy decision to make. People have personal time off where they have to weigh, well, if I'm sick, am I going to stay home? That means canceling my vacation with my kids in two weeks. Or, or missing rent. Right. So, And that's another thing that the, the lieutenant governor talked about, that one of their primary concerns as we enter into this is that we have vulnerable populations in all of our communities. Uh, people who, uh, the working poor is who we're talking about. So many people who cannot make a decision to stay home because that impacts their paycheck. So as a community, we have to be prepared for that. Our churches, our schools, and our businesses, without panicking, need to look ahead and ask themselves, am I prepared for how this may play out if a lot of people start getting sick? Absolutely. Uh, we have just a, a moment left here. I want to, before we uh, part ways here, talk about the what was explained to us regarding the declaration of a state of emergency, what it means and what it doesn't mean. How were you struck by that discussion? Well, uh, it, certainly we've had declarations of emergency before here in our state. Um, this declaration of emergency enables the state to free up monies that it might use in order to respond to a coronavirus um, outbreak in our community. Again, and it's important to restate this, that right now the risk of catching the coronavirus here in Utah remains very low. Zero community transmissions. Exactly. That being uh, someone catching the virus from someone who hasn't either traveled to or been to uh, or come in contact with someone from, say, a China uh, or a South Korea or I guess in Italy now and uh, other areas. But we're also smart people, and, and people throughout our community understand that there are people getting off of planes from Seattle and people getting off of planes from California who may have the virus and may not know it. So that virus may already be circulating here, even though there have not been positive tests. And in much the same way that we respond to the flu, what that means for all of us today right now is keep your personal distance from people, wash your hands frequently, and use that hand sanitizer as well. Uh, Lee, I brought you your very own Outstanding. Uh, personal two-ounce container that you can carry around in your pocket. Wonderful. I picked that up in services on the way here. But those are the kinds of precautions that we should take without panicking. Outstanding. We'll leave it at that. Jed Bull, sir, I'm grateful to you for, for your work. I'm grateful to you for the great questions you asked up there during this roundtable discussion. Look forward to your reporting on this very issue today on KSL Television. Hey, it's glad to have you back in the newsroom, and I'm glad that you're sitting only a few feet away from me. Thank you so much. KSL Television's Jed Bowl. Next up, we're going to be speaking with Debbie Dejanovic. She spent a good portion of her career working for the FBI, trying to help them in their mission. Uh, well, the FBI is reaching out for help now. She's going to help us explain what they're up to and how you and I can help. That's next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.